Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today on the show, I'm joined with a very lovely woman who has such a lovely heart, and she's such a lovely person. She is the newest life coach from ASD Life Coaching Services. So sit back, relax, and grab your favorite beverage, and let's learn more about her. See you there. I want to believe in the truth, but only see what I'm shown. Got the freedom to choose, but can't decide on my own. Follow what the group is thinking. Bottle up my intuition till it's popping out the box that I don't fit in. I want to believe in the truth, but only see what I'm shown. Got the freedom to choose, but can't decide on my own. Follow what the group is thinking. Bottle up my intuition till it's popping out the box that I don't fit in. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Inside the Asperger Studios. Today, I'm joined with Miriam McGuire. Welcome to the show, Miriam. Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. So why don't we start off with, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself? So I am a person that's super passionate about mental health. I've studied psychology, mental health and disability management, and then worked in the field for a few years. And I'm just looking for more and ways to contribute to the field that more so in research where it might be lacking so I'm still exploring my avenues and now I am a cognitive coach for ASD life coaches as you know so here I am pursuing my passion all right what made you want to become a life coach so I actually it was kind of fate to be honest I had a mental health job that I loved before this but it was a temporary contract so after six months it was up and then about a month later, my brother is actually a fellow coach for the company. And he said, hey, the founder sent out emails that we have an influx of clients and it would be great if we could get some more coaches on board. Are you interested? And I was like, I totally am. So I sent in my resume and then very shortly after I talked to Jacqueline and I was like, this job sounds so perfect. And it just kind of everything really fell into place on its own and now I love it and it's the best job I've had. All right let's start off with where did you grow up? I grew up in Kuwait so I'm half Egyptian half Kuwaiti but born and raised in Kuwait. Beautiful place haven't gotten a seat in five years but hopefully soon. All right what motivates you inspires you and drives you? What motivates me is Definitely my past and future self. I always look at my past self and I'm always looking for ways to grow. And it really motivates me when I think like I haven't grown enough in this particular area and I've done so much more in this area. So I need to catch up, for example. And when I look at my future mm -hmm. self, I just want her to be happy. So that's my goal. I'm always looking for ways to fulfill myself, to fulfill my soul, my passions, anything that drives me to help me grow while feeling happiness. And that is what inspires me as well. Um, it's hard to pinpoint a, a specific, like tangible thing that inspires me. Sounds hard. And then what drives me is also the same goals and just kind of I don't want to say ideal because I'm not you know an idealistic like irrational way but an ideal future for sure I just want that feeling of happiness while producing 
meaningful purpose in my life and while getting to do things I love like making paintings and art and just little things that make me happy so I guess kind of the same thing for all three questions all right what is the best compliment you've ever received definitely when someone told me that I am like a ray of sunshine <laughs> that made me happy and I think about it every day all right what's your biggest failure and what did you learn from that experience my biggest failure, um, I guess I technically didn't actually fail, but when I had to take a year off from school for mental health purposes, it really felt, it felt really bad at the time, just because it was a cost for me and a cost for my family. You know, my mother supported me through my education and I just felt really bad about it. But at the time it was, what was needed it was definitely the right thing because that year was the turning point for me where my life completely changed for the better forever so I think it really taught me the importance of not pushing yourself to burnout and really giving yourself space and prioritizing mental health and that's where my huge passion for mental health really began so even though it was a failure it mm -hmm. I'm like I wouldn't change a thing no. mm -hmm. yeah because a lot of people say they wouldn't change their fails because it's a learning experience mm -hmm, exactly I wouldn't have known all of these things and I wouldn't have been here without that all right tell me about three influential people in your life and how they impacted you mm, three influential people would definitely first and foremost be my mom she raised my brother and I in a sense of find your passion and work in it and be happy don't like don't get hung up on failures as long as you always try your best and you can honestly say you're putting in the effort that's all that matters and because she raised us like that I was able to kind of go through a trial and error process in my own life and find my passions and I don't have the mental struggles that people typically would so I'm eternally grateful for her and another person would be a university friend from second year um her name was Brenda she doesn't know this but she definitely changed my life because I was only 17 when I started university I was super naive you know I'd moved across the world to a new country I didn't know anybody so meeting her she awakened me to a lot of avenues of my life things that I'm still passionate about things that I still use to this day and she was actually the first person that brought up to me that and she's like you know I think you might have Asperger's and I didn't even know what that was at the time so that's just one example of all the ways that she's changed my life and third person it's going to sound like a cheat answer, but I will definitely say also my past self because that is a huge drive to always push myself. It's a huge motivator. Mm -hmm. That's funny. You mentioned that your friend is mentioned that you had Asperger's because when I was in school, I after I had graduated, I was talking with one of my friends and she, out of the blue, she goes, can I ask you a personal question? 
And I'm like, sure. And she's like, do you have do you have autism? Oh my god. I'm like, oh my god. How would you? How do you know? How did yeah. you know? I'm like, yeah, I do. She's like, well, I'm a psychology major, and I work with kids, younger oh. kids who are autistic, who have a lot of your traits, mm-hmm. like over friendliness, not knowing when to say something, mm-hmm. if something's right or wrong. Yeah. She's like, she's like, are you doing something about it? And I'm like, yeah. And it that just it just shocks you is how mm-hmm. somebody who who's not neurotypical, who's not neurodivergent, I mean, but neurotypical can read you mm-hmm. and know and who's even taking classes can read those signs, those traits in you. Mm-hmm. It's very impressive. I think about that all the time, especially in my coaching work. And like, there's obviously lots of neurotypical coaches and I am so impressed with it all the time because it's something you don't experience, but you're able to look at it and diagnose it and help it and support people through it. So it, mm-hmm. it's kind of a superpower. Sorry, right. that's my cat. <laughs> Finish this sentence. I'm at my best when? When I'm making art. All right. What makes you feel inspired or like your best self? Um, when I feel like I'm really putting an effort into my life, um, when I'm doing something that makes me feel like I'm bettering myself, when I am contributing to that better version of myself every day, that's what makes me feel like I'm on the right path. I want to keep going and I want to do even better. All right. If you can turn back time and talk to your 18 year old self, what would you tell her about where you are now? my 18 year old self I would tell her that you did it you got through it it doesn't matter how just trust that you'll get through anything that comes in your way because the other side is so beautiful you built a life for yourself you love it you have a little cat that loves you everything works out you got everything you ever wanted nerd if you could have a billboard with anything on it what would it be and why? It would say, be kind. Because I find that it's very easy to get lost in life by taking things personally. People often, if they meet someone that's like unpleasant, you know, they won't like them. They'll be hurt by the things that they say. But so much more often than not, people do not mean to be that way. It's just like something happened or a trauma or a trigger anything like that so just be kind because you don't know what happened you don't know everyone's story mm-hmm. that is so true i mean it is such a good statement because we don't know what other people are going through i mean we think we do but we really don't people could be going through a bad day and and that could trigger them to like lash out at you and like one, like like the old saying goes, one good turn deserves another. Mm-hmm. If, if you're kind to them, they'll be kind back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the mind is very egocentrical, so it's very easy to just think about yourself. But honestly, life is so much easier if you think of things that way. Just let things roll off your back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you think the world will look like in five years? Mm. In five years... I'm pretty optimistic. I think that we are seeing a lot more awakening, a lot more kind of mental health awareness, a lot more ASD awareness even. 
So I think that things will be very different. I'm hoping to see much more resources and things like legislations and laws for it. I'm hoping that it'll, we would have grown a lot in that sense. Nuri, what were, what was your favorite subject in school? Art class. Nuri, would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert? Um, I would say ambivert, I think is the word. Ambivert, um, yeah. Yes, because it definitely depends on the situation. If I'm with people that I'm comfortable with, I'm going to come off as extroverted because I'm comfortable. But if I'm in a place where I'm meeting lots of new people, I might want to observe first before I interact. So I might come off as introverted. And I love my alone time just as much mm -hmm. as I love being with others. So I think it's quite in the middle. All right. If you could be remembered for one thing, what would it be and why? I would want people to think that I really saw them for who they were. Beyond actions and beyond words, I want people to feel like they were seen by me, that I knew their essence and who they wanted to be perceived as rather than what, you know, a bad day might have made them come across as. Nerd. What? Tell me about where you are now in life. Where I am now in life? That's a loaded question. Um, I'm in a really good place in life. You know, life is never going to stop happening or being hard. But I think that my personal mental health journey and my career journey has been a huge support in making me feel stable no matter what happens around me. I have a career that I love. I would love to keep learning and growing. I just became a permanent resident of Canada, so that was a great achievement for me. So I'm in a pretty stable, healthy place, I would say. All right. Now we're at the part of the show where everyone loves, but I want to remind people, please sign up to my Patreon because this is how you get new shows. And please click the like and the share button down below. Now. What is your favorite word? Serendipitous. What is your least favorite word? That's so hard. Um, least favorite word. I don't, I don't have one. I don't think. Okay. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, and emotionally? Hmm, creatively, I'd say definitely when I feel like I have peace of mind is when I feel like I can produce work and creative things and artwork. Um, what was the second one? Spiritually. Spiritually, and the third one? Emotionally. Okay. Spiritually, um, nature. Being in nature definitely feels like it activates that part of me just seeing like a great tree or a great sunset makes me feel like oh my god there's so much more to this world life is so beautiful birds are amazing how are they made um and emotionally um a lot of environmental factors so it depends on who I'm with the situation so when it's when I feel like I'm with people that are accepting of me is when I feel open enough to be my most vulnerable emotional self. All right. What turned you off? 
Um, passive aggressiveness. That's my biggest pet peeve when people don't say what they mean because it's already hard for me to read people sometimes. So mm -hmm. definitely that. Okay. What's your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word? Um, I mean, I don't want to say it on something that's going to go on the internet, so I'll say the F word, mm -hmm. but I feel like it's cliche, but super expressive. All right. What sound or noise do you love? Oh, hair brushing. It's weird, but soothing. All right. What sound or noise do you hate? Sirens, like fire alarms. All right. What is your favorite color? Red. What is your least favorite color? Orange. All right. What profession other than your own would you like to attempt? A professional artist. I would love that. That's All right. the dream. What what profession would you not like to do? Um, anything that's a permanent desk job. All right. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Mm -hmm. I would really like to hear you did your best and that was the right thing to do. All right. When you arrive at heaven, who would you like to meet? My dad. All right. What books do you recommend my audience read? Hmm. I haven't read a lot of books since I was a kid, but it is a kid's book, but I'm still going to mention it because I still think about it and it was important to me. Um, Vicky Angel by Jacqueline Wilson was a book about a girl and her friend that suddenly passes away but her spirit kind of lives on in her and it's just a beautiful story about friendship and I don't know it really it really stuck with me it's not deep or philosophical or life-changing but mm -hmm. it's just a great story that you know stuck with me for 10 years all right and finally where can people find out more about you on the web um definitely asdlifecoaches.com where this will be and um, my LinkedIn is open to anybody under my name, Miriam McGower, obviously. All right, everyone. That was Miriam McGower, and I'm Reed Miles, and I'll see you in the next one. See you there, everybody. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you so much, Reed. Not a problem. Pleasure. Cause